Hey everyone, this is Zach at FF Chimpa Batman. This is the Tripwire podcast. We are the waiver wire show for the Triple Play Fantasy team. We will be here every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, right before Monday Night Football, to get you ready for your waiver wire needs as soon as possible. So we are live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and then we will also be dropping a podcast as soon as we're done here tonight on Apple, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts. So normally, it is not just me. I'm usually the host, uh, but my crew uh, has life uh, that they're dealing with right now. And I did want to give a shout out to Alex, who just got married this weekend. He's on his honeymoon now. So enjoy. Congratulations to you and Chantel. And with that, we're going to get right into the waiver wire. So we are looking at 50% or less rostered on Sleeper. And we're going to go position by position. I'm going to give you my top five waiver pickups uh, in order. And then I'm going to highlight two guys for each position. So we'll get it started right away with the quarterbacks. So number one, Carson Wentz, 19% rostered. Number two, Jameis Winston, 50% rostered. Just makes that cutoff. Number three, Marcus Mariota, 17% rostered. Number four, Daniel Jones. 20% rostered and number five Davis Mills 14% rostered so the first quarterback I wanted to kind of talk about just a little bit more is Carson Wentz so he just came off a 300 plus yard day with four touchdowns and two terrible interceptions but still a great game for Carson Wentz he threw 41 passes so pretty respectable and he was willing to throw it deep and he actually has really solid offensive weapons when you look at his wide receiver core and Gibson played really well um, as well. So he gets to go against Detroit in week two. We just saw the Eagles shred Detroit. Their defense is still a work in progress. So if you just lost Dak Prescott, unfortunately, um, or maybe you just weren't happy with how your quarterback performed, you can probably pick up Carson Wentz pretty cheap. And I like him against Detroit. Do I like him season long? Probably not. But if you just need someone for this week, Carson Wentz is your guy. And I will say, we typically talk about fab, how much you should bid on all of these players. Um, for this week, I'm just going to give a caveat that pretty much every player on my list that I'm going to talk about, I probably wouldn't be bidding more than 10% of my fab unless my, obviously, I'm look, talking about a standard, just regular, basic 12-team league. Obviously, you know your league settings way better than I do. So if you know that quarterbacks are very rare, you're going to have to bid more. If you know running backs or wide receivers, there's just not as many on the waiver wire than a normal league, then obviously you need to bid higher. But I would say I would not be bidding more than 10% on any of these players that I'm going to talk about. And if you have any questions during the show, please drop them in the comments, especially on YouTube. Um, that's the best spot. Uh, Facebook works as well. And I'll try to answer as many waiver wire questions if they come up um, as we get ready for Monday Night Football. So the other quarterback I wanted to highlight was Marcus Mariota. Like I said, he's 17% rostered. He's got a tough matchup in week two at the Los Angeles Rams. But in week one, he didn't actually look that great as a quarterback. So why am I talking about him? Well, he put up 72 rushing yards, scored a rushing touchdown. So that was 13.2 points from rushing, which would put him second most just behind Hertz, who had 15. Um, so you love that floor. We're going to hope that he plays a little better as a quarterback, 
uh, going forward. But if he's going to be running like that every game, um, you can't bank on the touchdown. But even 72 yards, I mean, that's 7.2 points right there. Uh, you'd like to believe he can at least get you about 15 points a week. Again, not special, but if you're desperate for a quarterback or you just need a little bit of safety, I mean, all he has to do is throw two passing touchdowns and, and you're looking at at least 20 points. So Marcus Mariota is probably that that cheaper pickup. You can go maybe even like less than 5%. Um, most of your league will not be paying attention to Marcus Mariota. Moving on to running backs. Number one, Jeff Wilson, 20% rostered. Number two, Khalil Herbert, 46% rostered. Number three, Jalen Warren, 7% rostered. Number four, Dontrell Hilliard, 13% rostered. And number five, Rex Burkhead, 15% rostered. So not a lot of, uh, we'll call them sexy names there, uh, especially as we got towards the end. Uh, but that is what running backs look like right now on the waiver wire. Your hot pickup this week that everyone is going to be talking about is Jeff Wilson and Jalen Warren. And that's because we found out that, um, that Mitchell is out for – probably at least two months for San Francisco. And we still haven't heard what's going on with Najee Harris yet, but I would say he's probably going to be out at least a couple weeks if we're being optimistic. So I don't really want to go into too much about Jeff Wilson. A lot of other people will be talking about him. You kind of know who he is already. He isn't that great of running back. He does pretty well on the goal line and you like the San Francisco rushing attack though. If you want to get a little sneaky pickup, I'll throw in a couple extra guys is uh, Tyrion Davis Price, who was a week one scratch. He's the third round rookie they drafted. Um, and then Jordan, he's 90% rostered. Jordan Mason is 4% rostered. He did play in week one. However, Jeff Wilson took all of the snaps after Mitchell was out. So my guess is TDP and Mason will be fighting it out for the number two spot. I think uh, TDP was out because he was not a special teams player. And so they just couldn't carry that many running backs on the 53-man roster. Um, but we will find out in week two where that pecking order is. I did want to highlight Khalil Herbert. Uh, we have talked about him a lot this offseason. He is 46% rostered. He's going against Green Bay this week. Tough matchup. Um, but the big thing I want to highlight is Montgomery had 65% of the running back carries, which you would be thinking to yourself, why am I talking about Khalil Herbert if he um, is clearly the number two running back? Well, that's because last year, with a different coaching regime, Montgomery dominated the touches when he was a starter. Herbert barely touched the ball at all. Barely even got on the field, except for when Montgomery was hurt last year. So the fact that Herbert got that many carries in week one with a different coaching regime tells me that Herbert's going to see more work this season. And there's a chance that as the season goes on, he could continue to increase his workload. Um, the other big thing to note was that there was Herbert had two goal line carries in this game in week one, and Montgomery did not have a single one. So uh, I would definitely try to stash Herbert. I wouldn't play on, on playing him right away, but if you can stash him on your bench, if you can afford that on your roster, um, he could pay off in a few weeks. And then the other running back I want to highlight is the other uh, hot pickup this week will be Jalen Warren of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was the clear number two running back behind Najee Harris. Najee Harris has a foot injury. We're still waiting for more details of how long he'll be out. But after Harris went out, Warren had all of the running back snaps. So he is a clear number two. He's now the clear number one. He looked solid in pass protection in the limited time we saw him. 
But unfortunately, that offensive line with the Steelers is just not good. We already knew that, but without them uh, improving, and I don't expect them to, I don't know how effective Warren will be, even if he's getting a lot of snaps and a lot of touches. So caution there, but I understand the pickup. All right. So I got a question from Albert. So for those of you who can't uh, see it, if you're listening on the podcast, is who's a better QB replacement for Dak, Tua or Jameis? Um, that's a great question. I probably lean... Honestly, I love both of the offensive weapons. For now, I'm going to go with Jameis Winston. I think he has a better schedule. Um, but... This week is a tough matchup, uh, but if I'm looking long-term, I'm going to lean Jameis Winston. But honestly, I don't think he can go bad between Tua or Jameis. I just feel more comfortable with, with Jameis. Another question we got from Ignatius. Should I trade C.D. Lamb, Antonio Gibson, and Amon Ra, St. Brown, for Stefan Diggs and Mike Williams? He's solid at running back. Um, so if you're trading away CD Lamb, Gibson, and Amon Ra for Stefan Diggs and Mike Williams, then I would do it. I'm assuming that's what you mean by you're solid at running back, um, which means Gibson is probably your third running back based on how drafts went. So yeah, I would absolutely get I'm a and I'm a Cowboys fan, but if you can get out of CD Lamb um, and you're upgrading to Stefan Diggs, absolutely. And Mike Williams will have a bounce back. Um, so I would definitely make that trade if you're on the if you're getting the Stefan Diggs side. All right, keep the uh, questions coming if you guys have any. Happy to answer them as we go through. But we're going to move on to wide receiver on the waiver wire. So in order, number one, Joshua Palmer, 29% rostered. Number two, Donovan Peoples-Jones, 13% rostered. Number three, Curtis Samuel, 12% rostered. Number four, Isaiah McKenzie, 45% rostered. And number five, Zay Jones, 13% rostered. So we have a couple of repeats from previous weeks uh, talking about Palmer and McKenzie. So I don't want to highlight them this week, but still like them a lot. And um, that's why they're on the list. So I wanted to highlight Donovan Peoples-Jones, 30% roster. He gets to the New York Jets in Cleveland this week. So coming into the Monday Night Football, obviously I'm recording this right before Monday Night Football. Um, he is the fourth highest target share of all wide receivers with a 37% target share, tied with Cooper Cup. Who who had that on their bingo scorecard for this week? And he had 11 targets. He was second on the team for snap share. Uh, he was behind Njoku, and he was tied with Amari Cooper with 82%. So he was on the field plenty. And for those of you who don't remember who Donovan Peoples-Jones is, I understand he has not done much in the NFL so far. Uh, but he's 6'2", and according to player profile, he has a 100th percentile burst score. So he is athletic. He can beat you with speed down the field. And honestly, he looked pretty good this week. Now, I know he has Brissett as his quarterback. I get it. Um, but the fact that he saw such a significant target share is at least worth rostering not to start. And then let's see how this progresses over the next couple of weeks. And if it ends up being a, a one-week wonder, you just drop him. Um, but now's the time to, to grab him when you see that kind of target share. The other um, wide receiver that I wanted to highlight is Curtis Samuel. He gets Detroit this week, um, and we just saw what the Eagles did to Detroit, so uh, I love that matchup. But in week one, he ran 83% of the routes, which was the third wide receiver on the team, 
but he had a 28% target share, which was the first wide receiver on his team. And that was by a lot. It wasn't close. He dominated target share um, in week one for the commanders. He had a 71% snap share, um, which is solid. Um, but what really was interesting was he had a 14% rush share. So he, uh, the team manufactured a lot of touches for him, which is what you want to see um, with anybody that you are trying to start. So um, he played 67% of his snaps from the slot, and he had an average depth of target of 1.3, which is very short, um, but he did average 6.1 yards after catch per reception. So um, you like to see that. So Curtis Samuel, for those of you who also don't remember him, uh, very talented coming out of college. Uh, he's kind of one of those gadget players, very fast. Uh, he just couldn't stay healthy. So while he is healthy, he seems to be having a, a solid role on the commanders. Go ahead and pick him up, stash him. Let's see how he holds up. But I would not expect him to stay healthy all season, unfortunately, because that's just the track record that he has given us. All right. So moving on to tight ends. Uh, honestly, this is going to be the weakest group of the waiver wire just because tight ends are just so hit or miss. Honestly, you're just hoping for, for a touchdown at this point. And week one was rough on tight ends. Other than Travis Kelsey, I don't think any of the big-name tight ends really scored crazy. I mean, Mark Andrews was fine, um, but definitely didn't put up Mark Andrew fantasy point numbers you were hoping for. So number one, we have Robert Tunyon, 34% rostered. Number two, Logan Thomas, 11% rostered. Number three, Hayden Hurst, 22% rostered. Number four, Taysom Hill, 11% rostered. And number five, Gerald Everett, 34% rostered. All right, so I wanted to highlight Hayden Hurst because uh, I just don't feel like we talk about him a lot. Uh, he had a 75% snap share, which you love to see. 78% routes ran. You love to see that. And he had the fourth most tight end targets in week one with eight. Now, I do want to preface that the, the Bengals had 100 plays in week one since they went to, to almost an entire overtime. But um, for a offense that has a lot of passing weapons, you feel like Hurst might uh, kind of shy away there, and I get it. But he looked very athletic. He made a lot of great plays. And, I mean, I like to be tied to that offense. So they get Dallas this week. Um, the defense was okay in Dallas in week one. But that team's just a mess right now as they're trying to figure out their quarterback situation. So I like Hurst as a pickup if you really just need to grab a tight end uh, this week. Taysom Hill, I also wanted to highlight. So he did not get that much work. It was a 26% snap share of a six on the team. Uh, he ran 10% of routes, so he wasn't really used that much going downfield. Um, but he did have a 21% rush share. Uh, so as a uh, someone who rosters Kamara, you're not going to like to see that. Um, but he did make the most of it, uh, making some big plays. So if you are able to play him at tight end, you, you like that, I guess, versatility of how he can throw the ball, he can catch it, and he can run it. Um, but he is very volatile with that amount of work on the field. So you want to see him getting more snaps, more touches to be more consistent. But uh, he is kind of that, because he made those big plays, people are going to be talking about Taysom Hill. So I get it if you want to pick him up, but I would not expect him to be a consistent tight end for you. And then for our DST stream of the week, we are going to repeat last week. So if you missed week one, we told you Cleveland Browns, we're going to go back to it again because they're still only 22% rostered. Why are we picking them? Well, they get the New York Jets this week at home. So you love that matchup uh, going against that offensive line with their defensive line. And then in week three, they're going against Pittsburgh at home. 
Again, you love that matchup with their offensive line going against Cleveland's defensive line. And then week four, they're going to Atlanta. So another great matchup. So Cleveland is one of those teams, if you didn't pick them up last week like we told you to, pick them up this week, and you can carry them for a few more weeks and not have to worry about your DST. All right. So that is the show for today. Thank you for joining me. Hopefully the whole crew will be back next week for week three. We will be with you guys live every Monday night, 8 p.m., getting you ready for waivers. So make sure you subscribe to the Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel. We have a lot of great content coming out. Our main show, the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show, is every Tuesday at 6.30. Uh, we are just the waiver wire portion for them. So make sure you are subscribing so you don't miss any of that. We already have basketball content coming out, baseball going on, um, and we have just a lot of other fun stuff on the feed. And go ahead and follow us all on Twitter. Uh, is the Trip Wire Pod on Twitter. I'm also at FF Chalupa Batman. And then you have the Trip Play Fantasy on Twitter as well. So thank you all. Enjoy Monday Night Football. And we'll see you guys next week.